Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. This is Pastor Lester Hayes, and just want to welcome all of you this morning to the Creating a Prayer Culture for God here with my wife, Pastor Sharon, and I. Read all of you this morning in the awesome, incredible, amazing name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to the uh, Monday morning, amen, May the 15th, Creating a Prayer Culture for God, prayer call, amen. Two speakers on the line this morning. Prayer warriors, intercessors, gatekeepers this morning. Men and women who are hungry for God, thirsty for God, more of his righteousness coming to his, expecting to be filled. People that want to walk and live by the truth of God, be made free by it. And share that with others because they give life to them. When you free a person spiritually, then they are really free. We live in a free society, pretty much just take for granted, do whatever we want to do. But there is a level of spiritual freedom that can only come through the word of God. And Jesus said in the book of John, chapter 8, verse 32 of the King James Bible, I want you, I will that you be, be made free. But it's the word of God that makes you free. You know, that scripture says that, you know, the word, the truth will make you free. He wants to know the truth and the truth will make us free, verse 32. And a few verses down from that, it says, but when the son makes you free, you're free indeed. And so the verb doesn't change. I know sometimes we change it, we'll say set free, but the verb says, you know, hey, made free, the word, and it says Jesus will make you free. So he uses the word to do it, you know, and that's when we're really free. It balances out that physical freedom. And if we're physically free to worship God, that should be first priority. Not when I can fit it in, you know, because he's the one who freed us spiritually. And so we're going to get into the word this morning, pray and give you some bread here this morning, feed you some good old word this morning and get you on your way this morning. Amen. So let's just pray again. This is Pastor Lester and Sharon Hayes. want to wish, wish all the mothers we didn't get yesterday just a blessed, belated mother, happy Mother's Day and prayer. You got spoiled by your by your children there, your, your spouse is there or whatever. But hopefully you got to just do your special God-given creatures to, to, to mankind. And we love you. We appreciate you there. Just thank God for you all there. Amen. Amen. And, and, and so if your mothers are still with you, treat them with a lot of love and respect and honor them every chance you get. Amen. Uh, amen. Amen. Uh, that, I thank God we'll be so pleased with that, you know. So this morning, uh, amen, we want to pick up our study this morning in the book of First Peter chapter 2. And uh, we covered three verses the other day, and I love this because as Peter is addressing those those believers, they were kind of like some new believers. Some of them may have been old-time believers, but they were actually Christian believers. But they were being persecuted and trying to live in a society doing the right thing and being persecuted for it. it, it you know, in the, in the spiritual mind, it don't make no sense. I'm trying to do the right thing. I'm trying to live right. Why are you persecuting me? But Peter encouraged them to take a stand because, you know, anybody that tried to live godly with suffer persecution, they persecuted Jesus. They crucified, you know, and he tells us they're doing it because they did it to me. They're going to do it to you. And so we understand that. So Peter is now getting that message out, encouraging them to take that stand because there was there wasn't just a little little easy wall. It was it was some onslaught of persecution. I mean, they amped it up, man. They really wanted to shut their mouth. And we see that particular theme throughout the the, the, the Bible when when Jesus first released you know them apostles to go out and spread the gospel warned them about the persecutors and the persecution 
But he said, pray for them, love them, those who persecute you, speak all matter, do all kind of evil, because they did it to me. So we understand this is just as much part of part of ministry as anything else. And we have to learn how to live, not just survive on this earth where there's so much persecution coming at us. You know, and, and you don't necessarily have to have to, had done anything to nobody. There's just some people out there that the Bible said in the last days they're going to wax colder and colder, become lovers of themselves more than lovers of others, you know, ain't got no time for God, going to deny God, even exist, going to create them a God, worship the God of this world that is blind and so many. We see all of this right before our eyes. And a lot of the persecution stems from that because we are here, man, preaching the gospel, trying to tell the people the truth that you need to get ready, like Peter told them, for the second coming of Jesus Christ. That's more important than anything because this earth ain't your home anyway. This is a temporary stay for us. We're working to, 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 to be in that mansion that he went away to prepare for us and he's coming back again to where he's at, where there we may be also. He said, if it wasn't true, I wouldn't have told you. You know, I would have told you if it wasn't true. But since I told you, now you know. How do we know? You continue to reinforce it with the word. That's what Peter was telling them. He kept telling them, reinforce your belief in Christ Jesus. Take a stand. Walk in truth. Live by the truth. You know, and so we're going to pick up this morning again. Uh, he starts out in this chapter 2, first book of First Peter chapter 1, verse 2. I mean, yeah, uh, chapter 2, verse 1 through 3 there. He talks about scripting off some stuff. You know, once once you get on this journey and you start working toward, you, you know, your eternal resting place, and you got to do it, we have to do it to the end, working out our salvation. But we can't carry these weights now. We got to set aside all this stuff. Hebrews that cast aside all these weights and sins that so easily beset us. It's tough enough dealing with all this persecution. Almost all the persecution for just being a saint, trying to live right, live a godly life. And so he tells them, strip off all that stuff. Now, now that you say, now that you're a believer, don't, don't care where you're at, as long as you believe, you ain't you ain't say to be carrying all the old baggage. Really, the truth says that, hey, anybody be in Christ, they're a new creation. Old things are passed away. Old ways, old ideas, old pressures, old stresses. They, they, they're done away with. They're in the field for differentness. God never going to bring it up again. You can add more weight, the same type of weight on your life by choices you make. But Peter's telling them, man, that, hey, hey, scrub off some things and crave the word of God. That's the burden. That's how your burden become light. He said, he said, take my yoke and learn of me. You know, cast some burdens on him. He, he can handle it. He got all power. But he's got to strip off some stuff. And when you do, you can't just leave the house in the void and empty. Put some, some, some new stuff in there, you know. Because you got to remember now, them demons will come back and they'll bring seven more, more deadly. Them evil spirits, more deadly than before they left. And we don't want to have to deal with that again. So we got to crave the word of God. We got to fill up on the word of God. Okay. Got to hide it in our heart that we don't make the same old mistake we always made. You know, God wants to be thoroughly friends and prepared into every good work. So this is what Peter is telling them. You know, can't just get rid of stuff, strip off stuff. You got to, you got to put something back into your heart because God looked at the heart. So you got to crave the word of God. We got to get desperate about eating this word. We got to build ourselves up in this word. So when I open up my mouth and begin to pray, building myself up in my most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, 
It's because I got the word in my heart. It comes out of my mouth through prayer. Then we put in God in remembrance of his word who watches over his word for performance. We ain't just making noise, rattling, you know, tinkling, shoving, sound of breath. No, we've hidden the word in our hearts. And when the trial comes, we can speak to that trial, the word of God, because that's what Jesus did. And all them years learning from filling up on the word. And the first time he was led into the wilderness, he didn't just go in the wilderness. He was led there purposely, carrying that word. Encounter Satan on the way to the temple. Where he was raised, and that's where he was raised. He had to go back and testify. See what I was telling y'all. Here I am coming back. Open the book, and I'm going to read where it's written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by everywhere that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That's what he told Satan. Get thee behind me. Because he had that word readily available. And this is what Peter's telling them. You know, don't don't run. Don't scatter. Don't run from it. Face it. Use the word. That's the standard. You know, and we do that. Amen. We want to continue to do that and help others and teach others. That's how. We walk in the victory. Walking in truth is walking in victory because God responds to the truth, his word. You want us to respond to it the way he said, respond to it. Be made free by it. Now we can stand fast in the liberty where Christ made us free, who is the living word. Man, I love Peter, how he's, he's telling them, man, wait a minute, hold on here. Take a stand. So we're saying to, 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 to people out there right now who are dealing with this persecution by trying to run away and hide and do all kind of stuff. You know, take a stand. That's your right. That's your inheritance. That promises you too. Us too. You know, but we got to trust him. Got to give our life to him. Got to skip off some things to do that. And so this morning, we're going to pick up, you know, uh, invitation here where Peter's saying to, I, I, I presume in reading this, that not only was he talking to those believers that were running away from persecution, but he was also talking to probably some others who was trying to decide what to do. You know, but usually in a society, you have, remember he said that in society, you have some of gold, some of brass. So you got you got different categories of people out there. You got some lukewarm Christians, you got some hot ones on fire, you got some that are cold. You got, you, you, you got a very diverse group spiritually out here in the world these days. You know, you got some people, man, that are atheists. You know, you got 4,000 who in the different denominations. So we got a lot of diversity out here, spiritually as well as, you know, culturally. So let's just face it. Peter and them dealing with the same thing. But primarily, he's talking to people who are already Christian believers. But he's also broadening his, his focus, too. He, he is aware that there are others just checking him out and listening to the message. You know? But especially he's speaking to the brother, you know, fellow believers. And so this morning we're going to look at, you know, what he's also saying that for those of you who haven't yet, come to Jesus Christ. That's the answer to, to your problem. That's the answer to your future. He's the problem solver. Come to them. Come come to Jesus. You know, it's like, a, like I can see it now, you know. We say it all the time, jokingly and sarcastically. Let's have a come to Jesus meeting. Let's have a go to Jesus meeting. We used to say it all the time in the military. First time somebody said something, you said, well, let's pray. All them soldiers, man, they were like, they were dependent on their M16 or, or whatever army they had. I was like, well, let's pray. They were, oh, here we go. We're going to have a come to Jesus meet. And then when something happened, now they're coming to you asking you to pray for them. And so I think, you know, that's 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 where everything starts. Will you be willing to come to Jesus and make him Lord of your life? So let's pray. Father, we thank you. We pray you this morning for the word of God that we're about to receive this morning. 
God, we thank you that your word is inspired. We thank you for what you've already done. We thank you for what you're doing right now. We thank you for what you promised to do. This is the hope that we have, Lord God, that your word, Lord God, will never pass away, God. But this, this, this heaven, the heaven and earth will pass away. All these material things, the God of this world, God, all of this is going to pass away. But your word will stand forever because your word has an eternal value to it, Lord God. And so we thank you because your word is what we're going to be judged by, God. So, Father, we receive your word now. We believe your word now. We eat your word now. Your words were found and we did eat them. And they have become a joy and rejoicing to our heart, Lord God. They have, your word has brought life, Lord God, to us. And so we want that life to be spreaded, distributed to our families, our friends, the brethren, the Saved, unsaved, the backsliders, Lord God, the, the prodigal sons and daughters, the lost of this world. So, Father, we just thank and praise you this morning, Lord God, for your word going out, never returning void, to do what you please and the purpose of which you sent it. You sent your word to heal our disease and rescue us from destruction. We thank you for your word, now, God. And so, Holy Ghost, have your way this morning. Teach us this morning. Remind us this morning. Uh, help us to embrace in it, in these lessons that Peter taught to these that are being persecuted and scattered. And so we give you all the praise going on this morning for every lesson that we're about to learn. In Jesus' name, Father, we thank you this morning. We're praying even now that lost souls will come to Jesus at a conclusion of this word this morning, that living stone, as we are like lively stones because Jesus is the living stone. And so we give you praise now, God, that we make up the household of faith as living stone, where he is the chief cornerstone, that lively stone make up the household of God. And we give you all the praise and glory and honor in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So let's look at verse, we're going to pick up this morning, verse 4. And so we understood the last time we met that the results, amen, of taking out some things and craving the word that we were able to taste God's goodness. We definitely tasted it on Sunday when Pastor Peter brought forth that word about timing. And it's just really time for people to just lay aside some stuff, strip off some stuff, and stop hiding, come out of hiding, you know, be who you are. Yeah, you, we, we may have challenges. That's okay. It's in this world we live in, though. But we're in this world. We're not of this world. Trials and tribulations are part of this world, according to Jesus. But he said, be of good cheer because I have overcome this world. And so if he overcame, he said, we can overcome too by the blood of Jesus that was slain before the foundation of the world and by the word, his word of our testimony. If he ain't doing it in my life, then I, it ain't going to benefit me. It ain't going to benefit anybody. This is what Peter was saying. You know, he's armed and equipped us to be able to stand, steadfast, unmovable, always abounding much in the work of the Lord, as much as we know. This is the perfect will of God concerning us. Not the unsaved yet. They got to get saved. They got to come to Jesus first. Now their life can count. Now their good works can mean something. And I think we know this, this truth. So let's look here, man, at verse 4. And it says, to whom coming as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. So that's the first thing right there. Now, Jesus, okay, came from the Father. Amen. He is that living stone. He was rejected of men, but chosen by God. Clear picture there. Rejected by men. But he was chosen before he was rejected by his Father, by God, our Heavenly Father. So when you're chosen, not picked by men, not picked by the brotherhood, not self-appointed, but when you're chosen by God, and we say all the time, Lord, you chose us, we didn't choose you.
You know, that way is so broad out there. It's broad, you know, so many can come there too, but only a few are going to be chosen because the narrow it get, the straighter it get, the little, this life. And this is what happens that you mature in the word. You start scripting off things, you know, and so you start narrowing it down. You start focusing where you're going. And then eventually we have one focus. I want to see Jesus. But I first have to come to him. I, I have to see the path forward. That's what the word does. It enters in and gives me light. It becomes that lamp into my feet and that light in my path. Now I can see where I'm going. And we'll say it sometimes when I realize I'm on my way to heaven. Because this earth is not my home. We're sojourners passing through here. You know? And so he's telling us there that, you know, Jesus Christ came. He was sent by the Father, chosen to come. So he can say that which was lost. But however, he was rejected of men. They didn't want him. When, when they were looking for a Messiah. The prophets had been prophesying. You know, uh, Isaiah said that, hey, unto us a son, unto us a, a, a child is born, and us a son is given. Told us what his name shall be called. Wonderful counsel, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of his government, there should be no end. It's going to continue to increase. That has not stopped. But people are still rejecting the obvious. They're rejecting the truth. Why? Because it exposes the sin of our ways that we're in sin. We don't want to be exposed. But uh, the day we read a scripture on school of healing, Luke chapter 12, verse 2, the King James Bible, and a couple other verses in Hebrews, it talked about it doesn't matter what man say, God's going to reveal it, expose it anyway. And it's happening right now. The lying, you know, the cheating, all, it, it's all being exposed right now. Because, see, God's word is always the final say, what God said, what God decreed. That's what we're up against. Not what man said. I thank God for the laws of the land. But they don't get us there. They don't get us to heaven. They might get us, keep us out of jail, out of court, and being fine. They may get to hang on to my license a little bit longer. But the Lord told us to be subject to the law. He, he fulfilled all of the original laws he gave Moses. So they were messing them up left and right. And it's the same thing today. So he does establish his kingdom based on the laws of man. Why would God, you know, establish his kingdom on the laws of those who have rejected his son? When you rejected his son, you rejected him, his way of doing things. Don't make no sense to me, even in my natural mind. But when I look at it spiritually, I can see light and darkness don't have nothing in common anyway. They can't agree anyway. So I, I get where God is coming from. He's saying, give the seed to what Caesar, but don't touch what's fine. This is why we, we get into these debates sometimes about tithing. I'm going to pay my tithe. Now, you can't pay God what he is already. You bring it to him, though, and you don't try to say what's going to happen to it. You bring God what's here. Let God decide what he's going to do with the tithe. He gives us some insight in the book of Malachi, chapter 3, verse 10. He says, hey, and prove me here with in the storehouse. Then he says, and see if I won't open up the window of heaven and pull you out of blessing, you won't have room enough to receive. So see, God has already got everything already worked out. He just wants us to, to come into that truth, acknowledge that truth, live by that truth, walk by that truth, and then be willing to defend it when a situation or a challenge come up. This is what Peter's telling them. Running away and hiding is not a, you're not challenging it. We are a city that sit on a hill. We are to let our light so shine that men will see our good works and they will glorify our Father which is in heaven. 
Don't sound like rejection to me. Don't sound like running away from persecution to me. And Paul said, I reckon that the sons of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us anyway. That's in the book of Romans chapter 8, verse 18 of King James Bible. So let's go here a little bit and look at this a little bit more. He said, to whom coming, to my Jesus now, coming as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God in precious. So he is that living stone, okay? He was rejected of men, but chosen of God. That's all that matters right there. If you're chosen of God, I don't want you to take this the wrong way. Who cares what people think about you? So many times we get caught up in spend so much of our valuable time and resources trying to trying to impress people, trying to get people to like us. As long as God does not remove his love and favor and mercy and grace from us, we're okay. And if you got some gifts and talents and you're giving back to God, they'll make room for us anyway. They'll bring us people. And that's what he means about don't hide your life. If Christ is in you, let it shine. But many times we let us shine and not him. And then we realize, oh my God, I should have told my Jesus, I missed the opportunity. It happened to me. And I'd be like, man, I should I shouldn't have said it. Man, I should have did I, I know I'm preaching to the choir. Ain't none of y'all ever made that mistake, wishing that, man, I should I don't know why I didn't say this. It happened to the best of us, you know, but we get in better, right? Verse five he said. Ye also, as lively stones, are built up on a spiritual, uh, up a spiritual house and a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Now you got to picture this. He's talking to believers that's about to run away because they're being persecuted. But he's telling them, you're not acting like a spiritual house built up on spiritual time. That's fear causing you to run away from your persecutors. You know? You a living stone. You, 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 those people are spiritually dead. You are bought alive spiritually. So you gotta, you gotta stand so that they can see what a lot of stone does when they're persecuted. Remember we said the other day that to live on this earth, you gotta live on this earth by love. In other words, you gotta love some things that don't make you feel good. You got to love some people that don't, that you know, that I say all the time. Just because people are with you don't mean they're for you. You got to get beyond that. You know, you, you have to, the thing that we want to focus on the most is, is God getting the glory about me going that extra mile, about me turning that cheek. And what Jesus did, he glorified his father. He said, my meat is always good with him to please me. So once I give my life to the Lord, I can't tell the Lord how to use my life. I can say, Lord, use me for your glory. Use me, God, how you want to. After that, it's up to God. You know, we, we can't relinquish that will to God and then take it back the first time a test come up or a challenge come up and say, God, I don't want to do that. Because the thing about God that I've learned is this. He's never going to send you into a situation or task without first equipping you and prepare you to handle it. That's why we're still here. And we have we had some challenges. Have we been? Yes. Anybody who tried to live godly shall suffer persecution for his name's sake. We understand that now. But yet and still, these things are light afflictions compared to what Jesus suffered for my salvation and my sin did that I was supposed to pay, that we owe. 
and we can never repay him for that. That's why mercy can never be earned. We ain't good enough for it. We don't deserve it. Grace can't either. It's strictly based on the merits of the finished work of Jesus on that cross. And this is what got Peter so, so confounded right now. He's saying, look, I'm a believer. You're a believer. I'm not running away. I'm taking a stand. Why are you running away? And it's the same thing that they, people are looking for the easy way. They don't want to suffer nothing. They don't want to go through anything. They, they want to exempt themselves from everything. But that the world ain't like that. Yes, I would say sometimes things are unfair in the world, unjust. But am I going to stop trusting God when I need him more at those times? Hopefully not. Prayerfully not. He died for the justice was unjust, the saved was unsaved. The Greek, the Jew, it doesn't matter to God. He has no respect to person. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Who's a believer in him should not perish their everlasting life. Not to believe in him, we already condemned. That's a choice we make. That's what he was talking about. Rejected of men. After the prophet had prophesied who he was, they were looking for him, complaining to Moses, we need a savior. Where's 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 God now? And he sends his best representative, Jesus, and man, they 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 struggling. And so he says there, you know, believers are, we are living stone. Believers are also being built into a spiritual house and an eternal church. So this is what he's coming back for. All of us, those of us who have, who, who have been doing to the end to see what the end is going to be. And guess what? Y'all hear me say it all the time. God is now in the process of building new believers for a new heaven and a new earth, a new spiritual church that he's going to set up. Yeah. That's us. His bride, without spot, without wrinkle, we practice and rehearse that now, presenting our bodies to him, the temple of the Holy Ghost, with no one clean thing dwelling in it. We're, we're laying aside stuff, you know, we learn malice and all that. We get rid of that. We get rid of those conversations that we learn from men, how to how to put somebody down, how to reject somebody, how to persecute somebody. We, 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 we mature from that. We set aside all them weights and sin. That's what we need to set up. We're new creation in Christ Jesus and I, learning how to walk in the newness of life. So we're going to get ready to bring it in this morning. Uh, just remember, we're being built up to be a spiritual house, you know, eternal, the eternal church of God. And as believers, we are also priests with open access to God. Look at what he says, spiritual sacrifice acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. That's that open access we have to the Father. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father, not even in this life or that life or no life, except through Jesus Christ. That's the access we have. Jesus is the access point. That's the door to the Father. That's the door to eternal life. Accepting Jesus' finished work on that cross. So, amen. Hopefully you've got something out of the word this morning that you understand this morning that it's about coming to Jesus Christ Amen. The living stone, the one that was chosen and sent by the Father to be a savior to unsaved mankind. And yes, he was rejected on arrival by men. They sought him, looked for him. They wanted to kill him because Caesar didn't want them. No challenges. He told them, I want y'all to kill every every sibling, every male that was born that's two years and young. He did not want to take that chance. Didn't happen, though. He said, you can't kill me. I'll lay my life down. I'll take it up again after three days. Confused the daylights out of them that were rejecting him. But nevertheless, he's our savior today because he lives. He gave up the ghost. 
and ask the Father to forgive them. They didn't know what they were doing. So let's pray. Father, we thank you. We praise you this morning for your word. We thank and praise you this morning, Father, that we understand the first step is to come to Jesus Christ, Lord God, who is the living stone. He was the one that rejected of men upon arrival and but chosen of God. And so, Father, we today as believers are also living stones because Christ lives in us. Whereas believers, oh God, are being built up into a spiritual house and eternal church that Jesus is coming back without spot to receive, without spot, without wrinkle. We want to get rid of the wrinkles and spots today so that we can go with him, Lord God, eternally and live with him and be like him, never to be seen on this God forsaken earth again as believers, God. We are not priests and we have open access to, to you through Jesus Christ, your son, the way, the truth, and the life. So, Father, we look to you this morning. We ask you to bless this word and use this word. Let it go out, Lord God, and help others out there to receive this word. And, Lord, let them come to Jesus as a result if they haven't already. Let them believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that they can be saved. Now, watch over your people today. Watch over your word and perform it today. We have released it and sent it out. We have declared it, Lord God, and we have published now, God, we know it will not return for it according to the prophetic word in the book of Isaiah, chapter 55, verse 11, the King James Bible. Let it produce the kind of fruit that may remain now until Jesus comes, Lord God, is our prayer today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. All right, then, that concludes the lesson this morning. Y'all go in peace today, amen. Uh, and uh, we'll see you back tomorrow morning, Lord willing. Uh, are there any special prayer requests before I get off the line? All right. With the God be the glory. We'll see y'all back tomorrow morning. Share, share, share. Send the word out. Share it with someone. Amen. Come to Jesus. Amen. Come to Jesus. This is the time. He's the living stone. Nothing dead about him. You come to him, make contact with him. Won't be anything remain dead about you. You'll be made spiritually alive. You'll become a living stone. Our life brings life. Life begins life. Love y'all. Be safe. God bless y'all. We'll see y'all tomorrow morning. Praying for you. Amen. Mm-hmm.